In your Bibles, please, to Psalms 46, 47, and 48. Psalm 46, verse 1. Hear now the inerrant, infallible, and inspired word of God. To the chief musician for the sons of Korah, a song upon Alamot. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Salah. There is a river, the streams, whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved, He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Salah. Psalm 47 to the chief musician, a psalm for the sons of Korah. O clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is terrible. He is a great king over all the earth. He shall subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. He shall choose our inheritance for us, the excellency of Jacob, whom he loved, Salah. God has gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our King, sing praises for God is King of all the earth, sing ye praises with understanding. God reigneth over the heathen, God sitteth upon the throne of his holiness, the princes of the people are gathered together, even the people of the God of Abraham, for the shields of the earth belong unto God, he is greatly exalted. Psalm 48, a song and psalm for the sons of Korah. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. Beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion. On the sides of the north, the city of the great king. God is known in her palaces for a refuge. For lo, the kings were assembled They passed by together, they saw it, and so they marveled, they were troubled and hasted away. Fear took hold upon them there, and pain as of a woman in travail. Thou breakest the ships 
of Tarshish with an east wind. As we have heard, so have we seen in the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God. God will establish it forever. Salah. We have thought of thy loving kindness, O God, in the midst of thy temple. According to thy name, O God, so is thy praise unto the ends of the earth. Thy right hand is full of righteousness. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Let the daughters of Judah be glad because of thy judgments. Walk about Zion and go round about her. Tell the towers thereof. Mark ye well her bulwarks. Consider her palaces that ye may tell it to the generation following. For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. May God add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his most holy word. Well, we have three psalms, which means Pastor Todd's got to hustle. So we begin with uh, verses, uh, well, we begin in, in Psalm 46. And here I want you to take note of the word Salah because it forms uh, a nice set of divisions in the psalm. So at the end of verse 3, at the end of verse 7, and at the end of verse 11. Uh, what, do we, what do we mean by the word Selah? What does David or the sons of Korah mean when they employ the term Selah? It's a term which, which uh, most uh, ancient scholars have, have believed to mean a sort of a, a, a pause, a kind of pause for reflection. So think on the, the foregoing uh, with some reflection. And here, you know, some psalms have more than one Salah. Some of them have just one. Some of them have n- numerous. And for Psalm 46, only in 11 verses, to have three instances of the term Salah is pretty important. We're dividing the psalm out. But notice also that it cannot be a simple musical notation. And this is why Pastor Todd says this. Because it appears at the end of the psalm when it's over. If it appears at the end of the psalm, that tells us that even after the psalm is done, that there is something yet remaining, and that's the reflection that we were talking about, the meditation on what we have just read. All right, so in Psalm 46, let me give you a couple of other points of introduction. This was, as many of you know, Martin Luther's favorite psalm. It was often that he would grab Philip Melanchthon's hand and say, Come, Philip, let us sing Psalm 46. We're in great distress here. And so Luther used Psalm 46 very often. And then after Luther got, done, uh, got tired of singing the Psalms, he wrote Eistfeinberg, A Mighty Fortress is Our God, which is based on Psalm 46. Now we wish that Martin Luther would have kept singing Psalm 46. But we have what we have. That's the history of it. So this is a psalm of comfort in time of distress and the saints have used it as such for centuries upon centuries. All right, so God is our refuge and our strength. Oh, sorry, let's do the title. Uh, To the chief musician, we know what that means. For the sons of Korah, we know what that means. And upon alamot, that doesn't mean comes with ice cream. It means probably a tune, a particular tune, okay? a very uh, well-known melody in the days of David and the sons of Korah. Probably is what that means. 
All right, so um, in verses 1 through 3 then, we have the, the statement of the psalmist that we are a protected and preserved people in the midst of great and fiery judgments. No matter what, we can count on the Lord to preserve us and to protect us. That's the summary of verses 1 through 3. If you reach the Selah there at the end of verse 3, you will be induced then to stop and to ponder the great protection, deliverance, and salvation of God over all of his people in the midst of great distresses. That's what Psalm, I'm sorry, that's what the verses 1 through 3 speak of. It doesn't matter what happens. God is our refuge and strength. Like mountains being thrown into the sea. Right? Though waters uh, are troubled and though mountains shake with the swelling of waters, floods come, earthquakes come, fires come. Right? Land masses are moved about like dice on the earth. Doesn't matter. God is our refuge and our strength. That's verses 1 through 3. The second set of verses, and that's verses 4 uh, through 7, we, we, we find the place of refuge. It's not just God our refuge, but notice how God identifies where that place of refuge is. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her and that right early. And so here we learn that the protection and salvation of God is not over the whole world. It's in Zion. And it's among his people. The heathen, they rage. But God is the protection over his Zion, over his people. So, then we hear the heathen are raging, but the Lord utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Stop and ponder that God is still our refuge, but now he is our refuge here in Zion. Third, uh, come behold the works of the Lord. That's verse 8. And God is providentially over the entire world. That's what we learn in this last, uh, in this last set of verses. Um, he's, he's made desolations in the earth. He makes wars to cease. He breaks the bow. He cuts the spear. He burns the chariot in fire. You may hear of wars and rumors of wars and be put to fright or anxiety. The next verse is for you. Be still or stop striving. Stop fretting and know that I am God. And I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Maybe not today, maybe not exactly tomorrow, but soon enough in God's timing. And so we end with that same statement. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Salah. So three times we pause on that God being our refuge. Whether providential uh, and natural disasters occur. Whether wars come and go, God is that protection of his people in her midst in Zion. That's Psalm 46. Psalm 47 follows nicely upon Psalm 46 because it is the psalm of praise. When we array ourselves before the Lord and 
call upon his name, recognizing that he is our refuge, what will we do? We will clap our hands and we will shout unto God with the voice of triumph. So that's what Psalm 47 does. It follows closely upon the heels of Psalm 46. Um, So we have that he is most terrible, a king over all the earth. He will subdue the people, note, under us and the nations under our feet. He will choose our inheritance for us, the excellency of Jacob, whom he loved, Selah. It is Jacob whom the Lord loves with that saving love, with that gracious love. We can debate all day long how we want to use the word love as to whether or not we want to say God has a love for the unbelieving world, for the reprobate. We can debate that all day long as to how broad we want the word love to be. And that's a debatable thing. But here's what's not debatable. That God loves everybody like he loves Jacob. Jacob standing here for his people. God has a special, gracious, and saving love for his people that is not the same love that he has for the rest of the earth. If you want to use the word love for that, that's fine. Spend the ten minutes that it takes qualifying that. Or use a different word. Make it simple. Okay. So, he shall choose our inheritance for us, the excellency of Jacob, whom he loved. And then we have, once again, Salah. Now verse 5. God is gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Well, there's a division uh, among commentators as to exactly what we're referring to here. Most will refer it to David bringing the Ark of the Covenant up to take its final resting place in Jerusalem. So God has gone up with a shout because the Ark of the Covenant was that place in the world where God represented his presence to the people of God. And so once again, we have a locus, a place where God's presence is said to be there and not other places. In the earlier psalm, it was in Zion. Here it's in the ark. God has gone up with a shout. Sing praises to God. And five times we hear this command. Sing praises to God. He is known as our king. He is known as our God. And then in the the final one, our king and our God. Sing praises to him. And then verse 7. Sing ye praises with understanding. With understanding. The Apostle Paul will make use of that in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. He will say that when we sing, we must sing with understanding. Sometimes we'll have to stop and maybe ponder what we have just sung because we sing in a, in a, uh, fr- from a Psalter that is uh, not quite modern. It's a very good translation, but it's not quite modern. So we might have to stop and think about that in order to know that we're singing with understanding. As I've told you before, I tell you again, worship's not a spectator sport. It's a sport that we want to be engaged in. So we want to sing with understanding. All right, so then uh, in verses 8 and 9, the people of the God of Abraham, the shields of the earth belong unto God. He is greatly exalted. And so the psalm ends with the exaltation of God. But notice whose God it is. It's not everybody's God. It's the God of Abraham. We have exclusivity again in in Psalm 47 at the end of it. All right, so now we come to Psalm 48. And we're going to take 
that what we have uh, heard before, that God is our refuge and strength in Zion, that, uh, that, we, that he will choose our inheritance and that he has gone up. And now we're going to rise up to Psalm 48, and Psalm 48 is all about Zion and what the people of God ought to do with regard to Zion. So notice what we have here. Great is the Lord, greatly to be praised, where in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness... And that's a city that is beautifully situated, right? I remember when I went out to visit my parents once before, they, um, before my father died, uh, they had uh, joined a church, uh, not Brainerd Hills, a different church out in the country. And it was on this country road. And you drove by, you know, where this church was located. And the... the uh, the land sort of rose up from the road and it crested at the top of this really green grassy hill surrounded with those pines that are there in eastern Tennessee. And right at the top of that hill with the sun shining through the branches of those trees was this little country church that they had joined. And I looked at that and I said, boy, that's really well situated. It's a beautiful situation there for that building. That's what's meant here, except it's a spiritual situation, right? That Zion is beautiful for situation, that, that she's the joy of the whole earth. She's Mount Zion, which is on the sides of the north. What is the sides of the north? That's the shady side, the city of the great king, the city of pleasantness and beauty and holiness. So that's what we have here. And then back to her inhabitant. Singular, God is known in her palaces for a refuge. You hear that? We're all the way back to Psalm 46 again, aren't we? All the way back to 46. So then we're going to talk about those kings once again that we talked about in Psalm 46 and in 47. Notice the kings were assembled. They passed by together. They saw it. They marveled. They were troubled. They hasted away. Fear took hold upon them there. Why? Because they know, don't they? The men of this world know, the powerful ones of this world know that they must kiss the sun, but they refuse to do so. So we pray, this is an election week, we pray then for our leaders that they would be converted to Christ. We pray for uh, our Christian people, those of us who have a Christian profession, that we would vote conscientiously and uprightly, that we would know that we stand with no one else there in the voting booth but the Lord who watches our, our movements there. So, verse 8, As we have heard, so have we seen in the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, God will establish it forever, Salah. It doesn't matter what kings of the earth rise up against Zion. Some of them rise up and they're against Zion and they simply flee away. Others rise up against Zion and they want to extinguish the city. What does the psalmist say? Zion's not going away anytime soon, beloved. Why? Because God will establish her forever. You see the theme that runs through all three of these psalms. Okay, so now we move on. Salah, we're going to stop and ponder that for a moment. Now we're moving on to verse 9. We have thought of thy loving kindness, O God, where? In the midst of thy temple. 
Why there? Because that is where the loving kindness of God is proclaimed. That is where it is exhibited and sealed and and signified to believers in the sacraments of the church. And so that is the place where we think of God's loving kindness most particularly. Then, according to thy name, O God, so is thy praise unto the ends of the earth. Thy right hand is full of righteousness. This is that God who is the people's refuge. So then in verses 11 and 12 and 13, we are told to make sure that we know this Zion very well. We want to be familiar with those courts. We don't want to be a stranger on those streets, a stranger among those buildings. So what are we told to do? Walk about Zion. Go round about her. Tell the towers thereof. Mark ye well her bulwarks. Consider her palaces, that ye may tell it to the generation following. And so, beloved, there is an encouragement here not only to know Zion, but to know her well enough to pass that on to the next generation. Finally then, for this God, that is, this God that dwells in Zion, is our God forever, and he will be our guide even unto death. And so the end of this psalm is all about persevering in faith and passing on that faith to the next generation that they may do the same. Psalms 46, 47, 48. I pray that you've been able to see that which is different and that which is common to them all. Let's stand.